3: Roll. Level 2. This is Sports range. I am a exit. players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. As we return from the 6th, the Toronto Raptors beat the Philadelphia 76ers. We had a great party and a great time at Wild Wing. Like I said, shout-out to everybody in Toronto. If you're tuning in, recovering right now, it was great seeing you down there. Now we'll be kicking it in Vegas this week. It's cool, like there's... Um, it's cool to meet the, the, the long-time hardcore fans. You got, you know I mean? There's different levels to this stuff, right? Somebody that's going to come out. Like I said, we tweet this out, and, you know, we filled the place up. One dude drove, like, three hours. It's, like, some hardcore stuff. Like, Cam, Cam was pardon, with the guy after. They <laughs> said there were a lot of little mini parties that broke out after even our party uh, last night. And, um, yeah, great time. It was great seeing Stacy. Great seeing Hainzer. Uh, great seeing Kevin, a lot of the old crew that we saw from from the old uh, HSR days, and uh, and then all kinds of fans, and you know, it's always people that I forget. I'm like, oh yeah, this dude and that guy, and then new people, and a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of young, a lot of younger Rageaholics showed up last night, so it's good to see the tradition continues. Like I said, Toronto is a frustrating city, but. Um, we, we have a ton of love there, like whatever sports rage goes there. We got to do the, uh, the show still. Like we got to do the, we still have to do the anniversary road rage. We'll do one down the road here in uh, in Toronto. Always a great time when uh, when we throw it down in, in the six. And it was nice to get the Raptors win. Um, like I said, and then after, boom, my flight, if anything, I got to tell you, like this show tonight, I just sort of, you know, I, I'm not a negative person. Um, like when it comes to these things, so I sort of expect things to work out. (laughs) You know what I mean? But there are airports and planes and stuff. Like, basically, if there was any sort of delay at all, we wouldn't have made it back. We wouldn't have made it back. Like, if there was was any sort of, like, as it was now, I guess, you know what I mean? I had about 40 minutes to spare type thing, 20 or 30 minutes. Like, there wasn't... You know, it wasn't like life and death, like right to the to the wire, but it was pretty damn close. They like I said, like it was seven fifteen. It was, you know what? It was seven thirty actually. Yeah, it was seven thirty, and I was still at the airport, and I was frustrated because the plane landed at like six forty or something like that. And that's why I was like, oh, I should be fine. I'll have a lot of time, but man, it's slow. Like the baggage, it took like seriously. It took like forty minutes, man. And these freaking airports are all so like massive like now. So you gotta walk forever and then down this hallway and all oh, you gotta go do here, and take this sky train here, sir. And like it's like what do you mean I'm not here yet? No, no, you gotta take this this train to the next uh, terminal now. Like it's just constant. It. It's just it goes on and on and on. And that was the deal. So it wasn't really the flight. It was the frustrating thing after. And I don't really fly domestic all that much, to be honest. So uh, we came, we came flying in here, and there's never never a lineup for taxis and stuff. Suddenly, there was like two hundred people waiting for a taxi. Like was slow. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Marensi. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're kicking it. Sunday, bloody Sunday, Ian Cameron. A.K. Babana will join us in a couple of moments. It's getting real as the New Orleans Pelicans beat the Phoenix Suns uh, tonight. Series now tied at two. A lot of drama. Uh, Most of the series has been obviously pretty one-sided. The Milwaukee Bucks are up three games to one right now. 119-95, final score. No no Middleton, no problem. Uh, The Denver Nuggets. gets a voice sweep. So they're still down three games to one. They get it done, 126 to 121. The Miami Heat are now up three games to one. 110, uh, 86. They smoked uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers are up uh, three games to one. The The Utah series is is getting interesting. The Utah Dallas series is getting interesting. It's going to be an interesting game tomorrow night. You know Now that Luka's back... It's changed things. And can you imagine the irony of how, like, things like that's the thing? It's like it's a roller coaster, it's an amusement park, it's a house of horrors. Like, think of like, we were, everyone was talking about this is like going to be a really bad loss for Utah. Like, you know, people think like maybe the coach gets fired or like they break the team up type of thing loss. Like, wow, you guys are going to lose to the Dallas Mavericks. You're going to lose to the Mavericks with Jalen Brunson and Dan Whitty and no Luca. And now suddenly the the script is flipped, right? Like, where it's like, wow, can you imagine if the Mavericks lose because they got Luka back? Right now that he's back, and now they start losing these games. You got to believe Dallas they, you know, finds a way to win, on or they're three and a half points. But they did have a good thing going in this matchup that they had with Brunson and Dinwiddie pushing the pace. We'll talk NBA basketball with Babano, Jason B. Takafit. We'll talk baseball later. This is Rage. Bring it.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: Sunday Bloody Sunday. We're kicking it. Sirius XM Channel 159. a am 1090 ESPN Radio. Let's do this thing. You know how we roll on Sunday. Sunday Bloody Sunday. Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano,
5: steps up and in to break it down with us. How you doing, Babano? Nobody can go from Toronto to Vancouver on the same day and in the host chair for a late-night show like Gabe Morency uh,
3: I appreciate that, uh, Babano. It's been quite the, uh, the, the world win of a weekend, and we're going to be in Vegas on Wednesday morning now after all of this. So, like, this is... This is just sort of like a, a pit stop uh, right now, but we cut it close a Babano. We literally had about an hour to spare uh, before the show uh, tonight, and I hate— One thing, Babano, when I travel, I don't like, like, bringing luggage and stuff. I hate waiting at the baggage
5: area, bro. I freaking hate Check it. Check baggage is a no-no for me. I 100% agree with that. I don't
3: uh, do There's it. nothing worse, man. I'm standing around waiting. I didn't have a choice this time because I, I picked up some guitars and music stuff and, like— I went for more than just the Raptor game, and so I had all this stuff, man, and I'm worried they're going to lose it or it's delayed, and I'm waiting forever. And, of course, just by chance, like, my guitars come out last. Because, of course, it's like betting. You know what I mean? Like, I'm standing there, and finally there's just, like, me and, like, three or four other people there, and I'm like, really? Like, the one time I'm in a rush here. Like, come on, man. Uh, But nevertheless, everything worked out. It's all good. I will say, though, um i'm not i'm not upset you didn't come down it was short notice and all this but we did miss you uh, yesterday uh i know you're still recovering from texas actually uh still right now yourself but uh, we had a big throwdown at wild wings yesterday after the game and it wasn't a road rage or anything but ban it was just simply listen i'm going we're going to wild wings i tweeted out we're going cam came down and it turned into a real brew turned into
5: a massive party down there i'm sure you saw us on twitter yeah, it was, uh, I'm glad you guys had an amazing time. Absolutely. Uh, been there before with you, Wild Wing. Nice little place if it's the one that I remember, definitely. Uh, and, of course, the Raptors rewarded you with a win. I heard. I think I saw the Stacy, who, of course, you were with there for the Raptor game, say on Twitter that they haven't lost a game with her in attendance. So she'd better get there for game six if it comes to that. She'd better be well, there I... for that game if i would have known that i would have showed up earlier and taken it to the game on
3: on on wednesday <laughs> yeah. if i would have if, yeah. if, if 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 i would have uh, if i would have known this but it's just one one injury after another though uh, right now for the Toronto Raptors and it's 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 unbelievable now fred van fleet with his uh, left hip strain and he already had a bad knee he hasn't been 100% but Bano, it's just some years bro it's just not meant to be it just is what it is
5: Yeah, it's absolutely true, Marensi, that sometimes you get a situation where uh, you just have one injury after another, you work hard, you rehabilitate, you try to get back, you come back for a few games, and then here you go. You got another issue. And for Fred Van Vliet, you could tell right away. You know, that one play you could see was, you know, hobbling around a little bit, and then you could just tell, I'm not going to be able to finish this game. And you could just see the disappointment and the frustration as he was walking off the court, tearing the jersey. I mean, it was just t- t- tough to see that because the guy has really become the leader of the team. He's the emotional pulse of the team, if you will. But credit the Raptors around him for getting it done. It was a great game for Siakam. It was a great game uh, for OG Ananobi. He was everywhere, Morensi, Defensively, getting his hands active in the passing lanes, steals, steals, deflections.
3: Yeah, OG is a great player. He really is. He's got ice in his veins, this kid. He, just, he, he shows up. Yeah. It just shows up and, and balls, man. That's what uh that's what this kid does. Uh we're breaking it down with Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano as we pick up the pieces following a trip to Toronto. And um up next is Las Vegas, baby. NFL draft. And uh we'll be arriving on Wednesday. Uh sports rage will be on. There'll be no game time decisions. There'll be a game time decisions, but it won't be with uh with me and Cam. Uh, because that's uh, when he's getting there a couple hours after me, but we're getting there basically just when the TV show would start. There's really, there was no real good time to go. Like, as far as flights are concerned, like, you know what I mean? But man, I'm on six hours a day. So I'm kind of, it's tough to pull off and not miss. Like we pulled it off today yep. and, and Friday, et cetera. But on Wednesday, it was just one of those deals, man. And and it's so crazy with Vegas, with the NFL draft. And, and there's a bunch of conventions. It's like 750,000 people going there that the the flights were sold out and stuff even like f- literally but battle like flights were sold out like it's to the point where like you know what I mean there's stopovers or it's like 800 bucks if you want to get this plane and that plane so we got the best we 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 did the best that we could um so Fred Van Fleet right now suffers a left hip strain I don't know if he's going to play I doubt he's going to play to be honest with you I doubt he plays in um, in game 5 and the injuries just keep piling up in the NBA but battle Kyle Lowry uh, injured, and then this whole Ben Simmons stuff. Is he gonna play? Is he gonna play it? And after all this, oh, he's got back soreness. Like I don't even know why they bothered with all this with Ben Simmons. Like what do they think he's gonna do? Dropping him down. Yeah, you know, you're you're down free nothing, bro. You're screwed anyway. As you are gonna drop a player that hasn't
5: played in over a year. But uh, the NBA playoffs, for battle ton of injuries, war of attrition. War of attrition, but I want to point something out from a betting perspective. I find some of the best things you can make decide to do are the first game when these teams play without these key players, even at playoff time, and we've seen it, you bet on that team. Look at the Milwaukee Bucks first game without Chris Middleton. They blast yeah, Chicago. Yeah, true, yeah. Look at the Phoenix Suns the first game after they lost Evan Booker in game two. They went into New Orleans in game three and beat the Pelicans. And then you look at the Miami Heat Sunday night against the Hawks without Kyle Lowry. Just a pillar to post beatdown of the Atlanta Hawks. Again, uh, these are good teams at this time of year. These are teams that we have know they have quality depth. We, uh, we know they're capable group teams that have players that could step up in, in a player's absence. And you look at Milwaukee, you look at Phoenix, and you look at Miami. In the very first game that they played following the absence of for Miami for Lowry, Milwaukee with Middleton, Phoenix with Booker. And then on the opposite side game. of the
3: battle, look, Luka Doncic comes back and they lose.
5: And it screws up the chemistry
3: for yeah, one game you're right because that's the thing and i said it last week too about it i said you know for anyone tuning in i'm like i'm not saying that luka Doncic isn't amazing and their best player but the fact was bro they were up two games to one without him right and we talked about it last week they play a completely different style like jalen brunson they're, they're pushing the tempo they play much quicker and excellent insight well we we, we spoke with rob vino on friday night and We were talking to Babano about it, and he brought it up, and I was talking about it as well, about how they're a different basketball team without Luka, like as far as how they wanted to attack Utah. Like they basically said, we want to push the tempo. And they don't do that with Luka. And then look, suddenly they lose the game,
5: just like that. That's absolutely true. And uh, another thing, too, you look at uh, Utah and uh, Dallas, that uh, game that they played on Saturday, way under the total with Luka back. Why? Because they they take time off the shot. Luka, I mean, if you haven't watched Dallas, Luka walks the ball up the court like a snail. You know, there's never any real hurry to get into the offense. For the Dallas Mavericks, when Luka Doncic is handling the ball,
3: yeah, but Utah can handle that. They're, you're playing right in. That's the way what Utah prefers this. Like you can see when Dallas were playing helter skelter, pushing the pace, they were beating them, right? You want you want to slow it down against Utah, okay? Uh, to me, I think this is how Utah was able to grind through. Now, obviously, moving forward, you got to get Doncic back, and I, you know I, I, I'm not surprised that any of this happened. Listen, he's a great player. It's just it changes things, and as you stated, the teams that lost their guys. Hey, we've got to step it up. Everyone else, you know, attention to detail, and everybody picks up their play. And then, and on the other flip side, you get a star coming back, and we see this in a regular season often as well, The Bano in hockey and in the NBA, the NHL, same thing. Guy comes back, throws the chemistry, or throws the, the, the chemistry off, I guess, quite frankly. Yep. The thing is, just they played such a different style. Like, if you would play the exact same style, and it would be like, okay, well, he's back, and just put him in. But they changed their game plan without Doncic. They basically said, we're going to go track meet style. We want to push this with Dinwiddie and Brunson taking it to Iraq. Yep. And you can see Kid all the time was like, push it, push it, push it. He was telling them on the court all the time, go, 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 yep. go. Now, Luca, as you stated, Luca walks the ball up the floor and lets
5: Utah set up. I think it's playing into Utah's hands playing that stuff. It is. And another thing, too, that screws it up for Dallas is Jalen Brunson's used to be in the primary volume shooter. And Spencer Dinwiddie's used to taking more shots. Maxi Kleber is used to, you know, taking more, more shots. Everybody on that team that uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, that's less, you know, field goal attempts for him. All of a sudden, it's kind of like, oh, Luka's back to save the day. Uh, and everybody else just, you know, kind of goes back into that. Hey, let's just let, let's watch Luca do his thing. Not that that's what they were doing, but it's that mental you know, something that that's what happens mentally sometimes. You just see Lucas coming back, everything's going to be okay. And all of a sudden, everybody was pulling up their bootstraps without him, playing maybe above their heads a little bit. Now you just relax a little bit with your big star back. And maybe you don't. And that first game, especially yesterday, disjointed out of sync. I think they'll be a lot better, though, Dallas in uh, game five.
3: Ian Cameron kick with a Sunday Bloody Sunday. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. late-night anger management class. This is Sports Ridge. I am Gable Marantz. We're kicking it up the Sports Grid Radio Network. Sirius XM Channel 159. Sunday, bloody Sunday, Ian Cameron, throwing it down with us. So, uh, battle, I just can't believe the Brooklyn Nets. You know, I bet on Boston to win the series. So, I can't say I'm shocked. I mean, I, I put $500 down, actually, that Boston would win this series at minus 130. But I am pretty surprised, bro, that it's three games to none right now. I thought that Brooklyn would be capable of stealing a game in Boston. To me, I thought Boston would win, but the games would be all really close, and it would probably be at least a six-game series, if not seven. And here we are right now, the Nets facing elimination, laying a point and a half on Monday, Babano.
5: Yeah, amazing. We saw game one. It was an epic game one. And everybody at that point is saying, oh, lock yourself in, strap yourself in for a seven-game classic here with the Nets and the Celtics after that game one, And my gosh, as things things just completely unraveled for the Brooklyn Nets ever since then. Game two, they didn't play that bad. But again, the fourth quarter, Boston took over, won the game. And then game three, I mean, was just a complete and utter domination by the Boston Celtics start to finish. And look, Kevin Durant's taking a hit. You know, there's people questioning now some of what he's done in the past, and uh, I don't. You know, that's for another day. But right now, he doesn't look like Kevin Durant. Now, is Boston making him look like that, or or is there something wrong? Is there something behind this? We know Brooklyn's been kind of screwed up all year. The Harden stuff. You know, he, he there was issues there. He gets traded away. You're bringing in new guys. I mean, you've had Kyrie out all year, you know, with the vaccination situation. He can't play half the games. I mean, it's just been all over the place and problems on and off the court all year for this team. So I think that's maybe uh, hurt Durant a little bit, too, you know, and maybe that's affecting him. Maybe it's a mental thing, but you can't uh, sugarcoat it. He's been bad here in these two games. I mean, he's 4 for 17 from the floor uh, in Game 2. Uh, and then in Game 3, it's not much better for him in that game. 6 of 11, 16 points, a very quiet 16 points from Durant in that game. Uh, it just very, very shocking to see just the non-factor, non-entity that KD has been in the last two games. And uh, Irving's is, play is after a good, great game one. Uh, it's kind of gone downhill a little bit since then. Bruce Brown's was the best player for Brooklyn in, in some of these games. Thank gosh for him. It's amazing. You get that,
3: you figure you get that production from him, and then that'd be enough to at least win a game. So what do you think about this one? Are you, are you, you, what, what do you think here? They're minus 118 on the money line. I'm I they going to get swept?
5: I think so. I think so. And look, Steve Nash is a legendary Hall of Fame point guard. Not anything of the sort from a coach uh, standpoint. I mean, yeah, but the thing is, Ben, like there's nothing he can do
3: like their roster is flawed like it doesn't matter put it this way it doesn't matter who the coach is you just said it Kevin Durant's not hitting shots they don't have anybody but it's a flawed roster right it was it's a flawed roster like Irving and Durant are great but they need help and they don't have it in in a real way and they can't play defense they never have like listen I'm not telling you Steve Nash is going to win coach of the year anytime soon but at the same point in time I don't care who the coach of this team is. They're screwed. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. I, like I said, I'm not surprised they're going to lose. I'm just surprised that they're on the verge of getting swept. So I want to move on to the Raptors
5: and the Sixers here, but it doesn't sound to me like you trust the Nets here. I do not. It would be Boston to complete the sweep, uh, especially the catching a point. You know, they're an underdog again. I mean, there, there's no way I'm endorsing Brooklyn as a favorite. See, what bothered me about Nash specifically was the last game. Why is Drogic out there so much? Why? I mean, this they don't a, have anybody, but you're right. He sucks. Exactly. Terrible. Defensively, he's a nightmare. He can't stay in front of anybody. His shot making has gone downhill now as he's gotten older and the injuries, and he's turning the ball over like a hand, treating the basketball like a hand grenade, turnovers all over the place. I couldn't believe how bad he went, how many minutes he keep kept on getting. See, that's where Steve Nash got to do something. I don't care who you choose. Get someone else. You have to. It's an absolute disaster he was. Uh, but yeah, in terms of uh, game four, Gabe, I like Boston. I think it's over. I really do. One, two, three, Cancun. I mean, Brooklyn's given me no reason to believe if it's a close game, they've they've found ways to lose close games against this Boston team. So even if they do battle and this game's tight down the stretch, I trust Boston to make the plays. I trust Boston to get the defensive stops because it's a much better team at that end of the court. Yeah, Celtics for me. Toronto Raptors are getting seven and a half against the Sixers. We talked about the Fred Van Fleet.
3: Uh, situation, total 210 here. What's your take on this? Man, this this number's really come down as far as where they were set in the totals before in this series, from the 217s now down to 210 uh, here. Raptors plus seven and a half in Philadelphia.
5: Yeah, I kind of lean Raptors here. I know, I know the two games in Philly were bad. They were ugly. They got away from them both times. And I thought game two, they would be much better in Philly and they still got routed uh, in that game. But there is a collective grit to this team that you know, now that they've won a game two, everyone can relax a little not relax, but you know what? Be a little bit more confident. Well look if they can win this game, then it becomes real, right? You're going back to
3: Toronto after and you know, then then it becomes real. They're one win away from getting back in this series, to be honest. Or the series is over. Yeah. Uh, or the so series is, is over. One win away from shifting some serious pressure over to the Philadelphia 76. Yeah, Doc has blown 86. leads before, too. And it's, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, they have. Like, it's the teams, they have, especially him specifically. I think you're right. I think the Raptors did find something. It's just been frustrating. It is, it, it's, it's, that's the way the NBA playoffs have been this year. It's not. Is it fair? No, but it is. It is. Life isn't fair. Sports isn't fair. It is what it is. But losing Barnes, losing Van Fleet, it's just been one freaking thing after another for the Raptors in a bad way. And they're fighting through. If they can find a way, getting Barnes back is massive for them. Uh, you see what he does defensively. But if they could just find a way here, Babano, to get this into, get this into a game six. Then, the, then all the pressure becomes real, real. Then the pressure really is on, on Philadelphia. Um, so, yeah, Sixers laying seven and a half. We talked about the Dallas Mavericks and Utah Jazz uh, earlier a bit with Luka coming back. Uh, here, Babana, point spread,
5: laying a field goal. Dallas Mavericks minus three, total 213 on Monday night. Yeah, these are these games where usually when it's a, I feel it's a pretty good spot for a team to really flex their muscles and you bounce back in this case for the, again, we talk about the angle of the first quarter for a team off a loss. I don't know. It's not undefeated anymore, but it's still been profitable more than it hasn't so far in the playoffs. I mean, I think Dallas, you get them at the, in the first quarter at about minus a half, minus one first half at minus a, uh, uh two, Uh, or one and a half, I should say, first half, and then the full game minus three. I'd probably do a split between all three of those. I think it's a Dallas spot. I still think they're the better team. I still think they're going to win the series. And despite Utah winning the last game, who cashed a ticket? Who's been the team covering numbers in this series? It's been Dallas. Dallas plus six was a head-scratcher of a line for me uh, in game four. I'm surprised they were getting that many points. They ended up covering, even though they lost by a point. Uh, Dallas for me, first quarter, first half, full game. We'll go with all three.
3: Ian Cameron aka Babano throw it down with a Sunday, bloody Sunday. So let's switch gears onto the National Hockey League ice. And uh, as we stated, I've been in airports and uh, traveling all day, but um, we see that Alexander Ovechkin, uh, how serious is his injury, Babano, you believe, moving forward? Um, is he going to be out for a while? Was it something, you know what I mean? They don't know, hockey's pretty, they never really tell you anything, right? Uncertain status, but um, uh, Alexander Ovechkin was injured in the third period of a four-three shootout loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs on Sunday night, crashing into the boards and getting ruled out after an uppie upper body uh, injury. What do you what's your feeling about Ovechkin? Uh, did you see it? What's
5: what do you what's your take? I did, and he got up under his own power and walked off to the dressing room. So I can't imagine it's going to be anything long term. Uh, I think it's probably maybe going to be day-to-day situation. I would think. If anything, I mean, upper body injury. It's always tricky because sometimes you could, you know, just go off the ice on your own power, and then the next day or two things get worse, and and you feel the pain more. Who knows? Yeah, but, we just don't know. That's kind of we don't know. Yeah, we don't know just yet. Uh, we know it's day-to-day. That's what Laviolette was saying uh, after the game. He didn't come back. Uh, in that game against the Leafs, so it looks like day to day for now. I'd be hesitant to say it's long term. It didn't look, seeing it live, that it was long term because he got up under his own. He was shaken up. He was down on the ice for about 30 seconds, and he skated off under his own power and went back to the dressing room. So, if I had to take a guess, day to day, will he miss playoff time? I'm guessing no, but you know, you never know with these. Sometimes they, you know, they they start out as something not so big, and then all of a sudden it exacerbates. So keep an eye on it, but I think he won't miss much time.
3: Seems like overbetters did pretty well on Sunday in the NHL. Uh, St. Louis, Anaheim go over the number. Carolina and the Islanders go uh, over the number. 8-4, um, man. Tampa and Florida, 12 goals. Montreal, Boston goes over. Minnesota, Nashville goes over. Big uh, big day for uh, overbetters today and goals uh, being scored. And in typical NHL uh, fashion, we had a full slate on Sunday, and uh, we got one game on Monday night. And Really, you have one game, and it's two crap-ass teams, too. Like, you know what I mean, Babano? Like, if, if you're a league, in my opinion, if you're going to make it, like we only have one game or two games, make it a damn good game, then. And make it a showcase. Okay, we got one game, but look, it's, it's you know, Colorado versus St. Louis or something. You got one game on TV,
5: and it's Philadelphia and Chicago, bro. Yep. Well, you know what, it's, what's funny about this schedule is Philly was supposed to be a decent, at least this year, threatened to make the playoffs, at least in Chicago. Yeah. We were all singing Chicago's praises, bringing in Mark andre Fleury, bringing in Tyler Johnson from Tampa I was well, I know out? what you mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've just had dramatically disappointing seasons, uh, both teams, and unfortunately we're stuck with them here uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Chicago Chicago is, I think this is the the homestand, the end end of the season here for Chicago. Yeah, this is not their final home game. It's against Vegas uh, on uh, Wednesday, but it's one of their final winnable home games. Like this is actually a winnable home game. I think laying above 40 would be what I prefer. I mean, Philly did beat Pittsburgh. But Philly's not been good after a win. A single win, they've been brutal. And that was a big shocker that they beat the Penguins. It's a rivalry game. Uh, I could see them falling a bit flat. Chicago, if I had to bet it, minus 140.
3: Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano. Well, Babano, we're going to be in Vegas on Wednesday night, but the show goes on. So uh, we'll check in with you. There should be an adventure. <laughs> should be should, should should be an adventure. I you know, you know what? Not, you know, actually, I think you're gonna be the first guest up actually from Vegas. Ironically enough. We're going to Vegas, but you'll be the first guest up.
5: <laughs> Sounds, Sounds good. To Break down some draft props, uh basketball and whatever else, yeah. Yeah, final, final draft props right now. Ian Cameron, follow
3: him on Twitter, @battle of course, but you already know that. Thanks for your time as always, up battle we'll catch up with you on Wednesday.
2: Well the ball,
0: and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
2: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
1: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
4: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash cash.
3: Hey, you tell that son of a bitch no Yankee is ever coming to Houston. Not as long as you bastards are running things. Speak up, George. I can't hear you. You tell that son of a bitch no Yankee is ever coming to Houston. Not as long as you bastards are running things. Late night match Class. this is sports ridge. I am RNC. Thanks, Dean Cameron. Good stuff, uh, Babano. Uh, countdown to the National Football League draft is on, and we're going to be there. It's kind of crazy. I've been to a lot of things before. I have not been to an NFL uh, draft. I've been to other drafts, but I've never been to the NFL uh, draft. Although technically, I won't be there on Thursday night. Uh, I'm going to go at some point over to the um, to the outdoor to the outdoor uh, part of it, but we're going to be on the air during this stuff, right? So um, we've given you quite a few picks. We'll really start to get into it tomorrow. Rick Saratello will join us one last time uh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow is well, we'll really start to share everything. We've already done a video where we gave you like uh, five. I think you gave five or six type of, uh, I think five. What was it? Maybe six. I don't know. Whatever. I gave a bunch of props already. And most of the plays that I've given... Like the odds have gone in our favor. Now it doesn't mean we're gonna win. Does it? it's no guarantee you're gonna win. Uh, but like a good example is I've got Kenny Pickett to be the first quarterback taken at plus two fifty. Right now he's plus one fifty. Malik Willis is minus one forty. Kenny Pickett plus one fifty. This one I don't know. Like I don't. Like I'm not. I didn't place this. I didn't place this bet because I believe that Kenny Pickett is way better than Malik Willis. And I did say before that I think more teams like Malik Willis than like Kenny Pickett, but there might be a team that's drafting higher than likes Kenny Pickett. And I guess that team is Carolina. I don't know what Carolina's gonna do. I don't think that Kenny Pickett is the is the future answer. Um, you know what I mean? Like is he a franchise quarterback? Probably not. Like, enough a guy that's getting, you know, maybe if you put him on a really good team, it'd be a different scenario. Like, if you're picket, you, you're, you're better off, actually. It's one of those weird deals where, like, yeah, you'll make a little less money at first, but it's better for you if you fall in the draft. You know, look, look at Aaron Rodgers, good example. Right? Like, if you get taken, so yeah, you get taken real high and stuff, you're getting taken to a really bad team. And then that bad team expects you to to be a savior and a lot of these kids can't be saviors. Like Zach Zach Wilson's a good example of that. Is he talented? Yeah, but it's like they were insane to think that oh this this kid's gonna be their future of our quarterback. Now you gotta get him some weapons though. I'm gonna give Zach Wilson a chance. You gotta get him some weapons. But these are the updated numbers right now. And I don't know, like there's you know, Seattle and Atlanta are two teams that could draft a quarterback as well. Like it wouldn't surprise me if the Falcons took Malik Willis. The Mar- Mariota, he doesn't make any money, he's a short-term answer anyways, and he's a good guy. So you could just sort of have Willis there and 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 and, and then he could become your starter next year after he learns cuz Malik Willis can't be thrown into the fire right away either. Now, you know, we're going to hear this often that, wow, the teams don't really like these quarterbacks and don't think they're franchise quarterbacks. But I still think you're going to end up seeing these kids get drafted pretty high, anyways. Malik Willis is minus 140 right now to be the first QB taken. Kenny Pickett is plus 150. Desmond Ritter, 10 to 1. Matt Corral, 14 to 1. Sam Howell, 50 to 1. Carson Strong, 100 to 1. I think a lot of teams do like Desmond Ritter, and they'll take him in the second round. I don't know. Like, anybody that follows this stuff, you'll see it really is all over the place. Like, read mock drafts at reputable places, and they don't agree on anything. Like, you know, there's some people. Like, I see some people, Kayvon Thibodeau, like, you know, 13th and stuff. It's like Kayvon Thibodeau 13th, and other people have him going second. Like, there is, I guess the best way of putting it is there's no real strong consensus anywhere with anything. Like, at any position. Like, they, you know, we start off with the quarterbacks, we're out of quarterbacks. There's not really, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, Willis is okay, Pickett's okay, you're better off probably just taking a stab with one of these other guys. I've said it before, I would take uh, Matt Corral. I would go, I think that Malik Willis and Matt Corral. Malik Willis does have upside. You know, he does. He has a cannon for an arm. He does have upside. Yet, like I said, the the jury's out, right? He transferred from Auburn to Liberty. Uh, Liberty doesn't play against the best competition. Malik Willis did struggle when playing against elite defenses, where you know he got confused against SEC defenses uh, a couple of times. But he's got a canifer and arm, and he does have upside. Kenny Pickett's pretty good, you know, that sort of gamer type of quarterback that coaches like, but he's got small hands. Like I said, I think Desmond Ritter, they might like – Desmond Ritter might be the sleeper here in that, like, it, you know what I mean? Ritter might get taken, like, in, in the first round, like mid-first round, late-first round type thing, and he might end up being the guy, right, That is actually is good. Because, like I said, like if you look historically, like Lamar Jackson went at the end of the first round, right, and he was the best one at the time, right? Like he produced the quickest and all that. He's kind of topped out here. He kind of is who he is now. He's great, but like just because you're not a top ten pick doesn't mean like you're not going to be the best quarterback after. But for betting purposes, I've already got the play in. Would I tell you? Listen, do I do I still like it? Yes. At plus 150, I can live with it. I liked it better at plus 250. Like, this is one of these bets and props where I'm playing the number more so than anything, right? I don't know. Like, my gut is starting to tell me that... I keep hearing over and over, and you know what? In fact, these, let's get uh, Mike Dettilier on this week, if we can, before, uh, before we get to Vegas. Uh, so, like, basically... Um, Monday, Tuesday, or even Wednesday. But, uh, yeah, let's get Detilier on and see what he's here. Because I've heard that Kenny Pickett to the Saints, like, from a couple of different places. That the Saints like Kenny Pickett. Now, they have James Winston, right? But, you know, is James Winston going to be their long-term answer? So, you know, just because it's out there maybe they're throwing it out there trying to get someone to trade remember the saints did trade up like well i don't know what the saints are up to it was kind of weird that the saints traded up but didn't really get all that high it's like why would you like trade up like to get into like this spot like you don't control what's going to happen before you still you know what i mean but the saints do seem to be up to something whatever their whatever their little plan is we're going to find out in a couple of days so I was saying that I got in on these plays and, and at, you know, better prices. And this is why, like, if you paid attention weeks ago when we talked about this stuff, when some people, oh, it's too far. Well, no, it's not too far. That's why you, you know, it's too late now. Like, a good example, here's another one. Like, I've got Garrett Wilson to be the first um, wide receiver taken. We told you this last week, plus 150. He's now plus 105. He's now plus 105. I still, I do believe he will be uh, the number one guy taken. Last week, listen, it was, it was Garrett Wilson and Drake, uh, Drake London. Jameson Williams out of Alabama has really come on right now. He's somebody that's really seemed to be climbing the, um, the board, and a lot of people believe that he is going to go pretty high now. They're, 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 the wide receiver depth in this draft is deep. Like this this draft isn't about the quarterbacks. Cause I've seen some, they're like, oh, this draft's not flashy or not this and that. No, this draft's actually a pretty this is a good draft. But what it is is and people we live in such a fantasy world and all this, and offense, 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 but this is a meat and potatoes draft. This isn't a sizzle. Like this isn't sizzler. This is you know what I mean, this is like this is shepherd's pie, meat pie. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? This is, this is, a you know, you've got a bunch of really good defensive linemen. You've got a bunch of really good, good, big-time, big, massive dude offensive linemen. And you've got a bunch of great wide receivers. So, the quarterbacks, no. And running backs, well, that's an afterthought now, right? But, so that's how this draft is going to play out. So, Aiden Hutchinson goes first overall defensive lineman uh, to Jacksonville. The Detroit Lions, I've got the Lions taking either Trayvon Walker or Kayvon Thibodeau. I think the Lions are going to go D-line. And, listen, Trayvon Walker is one of these guys, too, that he's incredibly gifted, great athlete. But the thing is, it's, oh, I didn't have great production. Well, you didn't have great production because they rotate. Oh, they have so many great players there. Like, a lot of the Georgia guys, all these D-linemen you notice, and they're all good they have not big numbers because because they're only playing a couple of plays right like that's the benefit of georgia being so deep and they, that's why they were able to bury teams cuz they have like five really good nfl caliber defensive linemen and they're only playing like two plays everybody's always fresh and it's just a constant it it, it terrorizes you So I stand by Garrett Wilson being the uh, the first wide receiver uh, taken. I got it at plus one hundred and fifty. This is one where I can't say oh it's a great yeah you know what it'll win. I still think easy. it'll win, but you get it at plus one hundred and five. You know you get you getting it at plus one hundred and five. First running back selected. This one's interesting. Brees Hall is like the big favorite minus two hundred and fifty. Kenneth Walker. Plus two eighty, and we've talked. We've all seen, and we've talked a lot about um, about Kenny Walker. I like him a lot. I like Brees Hall a lot as well. I think that Brees Hall is going to be. Um, I think Brees Hall is going to be a, a solid NFL back, but at minus two fifty. You can't lay that. If anything, I think you can roll the dice and maybe, you know, it just takes one team to like Kenneth Walker better. You're getting plus 280 with Kenneth Walker. The offensive line, this thing is you know, also moved. People are convinced DiCuado is going to be the first one taken now over Evan Neal and Charles Cross. I'm not. And I actually did get a bet. And listen, I've got Evan Neal under four and a half because I don't think Evan Neal's going to make it to five. You got Jacksonville's going to go defensive line. I think Detroit will go defensive line, and then this is this is where the offensive line starts. Houston. So is Houston going to go a Quanu or they're going to go with Evan Neal? I think one one of the two. And if not, after that. The Jets, the Jets need offensive line help. And I know there's a lot of talk about Sauce Gardner going, the, the, the DB. I, I'm not buying it that he's going to go that high. I think the Jets are thinking, you know what, maybe we could just get him later anyways. And then you got the Giants. The Giants need an offensive lineman as well. There's going to be a run on O-linemen. And the, those three, the question is, is it going to be a corner that goes first for Evan Neal? I've got a quarter. I already bet it over three and a half, and I bet Evan Neal under four and a half. The market's disagreeing with me right now. This is Sports Ridge. Bring it.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
4: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn two percent cash rewards on what you want like season tickets to watch your favorite team and two percent cash rewards on what you need like paying for parking that's the beauty of the active cash credit card it's ready when you are with unlimited two percent cash rewards the Wells Fargo active cash credit card that's real life ready terms apply learn more at wellsfargo.com slash cash.
3: three minute warning quickest 180 minutes of sports talk radio the show must go on. And it did the saving. Quality stuff. We're not done yet. We're going to talk some baseball with Jason B. Takafin in level three. Uh, but let's continue the NFL draft talk right now. Get you caught up to date. The time is now. Uh, the draft is this week. It's hard to believe, man, but it's here. And. Um, I love it because we're gonna have the draft, and next thing you know, man, you're gonna have mini camps, and then boom, we've got uh, we got preseason games, and then the season's gonna start. We got the World Cup. It's a great sports year calendar uh, year coming up. So Aiden Hutchinson right now is minus uh, 172 to be the top pick. All right, over under. These are the uh, the player position props right now. So uh, you can go over under here. Um, if you think he's going to be the top pick, it's minus 172. If you don't, if you think he's not, you get plus 124. Over one 1.5 is plus 124, under is minus 172. Icom Ikuanu, offensive lineman out of NC State. He was voted the uh, nastiest, most violent um, college football player. Like Not only does he want to block you, he wants to slap you upside your head type of kid. Mean kid, people like him a lot. His prop right now is four and a half. I got in on over three and a half, and now it's four and a half. You see, so like I, I saw that three and a half. I was like, man, I don't think he's top three. I think Evan Neal goes be before him. I think Evan Neal's going to go before him, but he's at four and a half. So I got it at three and a half. But be careful. I don't. I can't tell you four and a half. You can pull the trigger on this one because I think that he could go top four. I think Iquano could go top four. Um, I've got it at three and a half. I'm hoping for the best, but the market seems to be disagreeing with me here. All the mock drafts are definitely disagreeing. I still think Evan Neal's going to be the guy. I got Evan Neal under four and a half. He's at five and a half right now, so maybe I misread that. We'll find out. I definitely didn't misread the Kayvon Thibodeau uh, market. It was five and a half, and I told you guys I thought that was crazy that he's going to be a top five pick. They agreed. They moved it to four and a half. A lot of love on sauce right now. Ahmaud Gardner, five and a half out of Cincinnati.
0: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
4: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles.